Welcome to the Board Meets World podcast. The NBA Finals are here, and rather than talk about the inevitable Molly Whomping to come, I brought in Quinn Sterling, who is a fellow disciple of the Church of the Latter-day LeBrons, to look back at the King's career and legacy to this point. Quinn broke LeBron's career into four stages, and we shared memories of his most dominant performances over the years and talked about what it's going to take to get ring number four in this series. Uh, sorry about the end of it. We had a, a system overload, literally, on my uh, on my garage band, so we had to cut it a little bit short, but that's all right. You're probably tired of us. Anyways, dig in. Uh, all right, well, thank you for joining me. Uh, I tried to get Chris Weber on the line, but he, he said he had to go over his tape and really study his performance uh, announcing these games. He takes it very seriously. Well, yeah, he's, uh, I just, yeah, the thing, I still, I still just, the fact that they have the person that made the stupidest play in the history of basketball, announce basketball and tell us about basketball is just, I'll never get over it. I don't remember too much of Chris Weber uh, as a player, but he seemed to be somewhat of a, I mean, other than the timeout, other, just a very like cerebral player, was on those Kings teams that passed a lot. Um, he must have just, like, there, there's been kind of some rumors about some smoke. If you, if you, <laughs> catch, my, if you catch my drift with Chris Weber, uh, yeah, but he must have just lost some cells after those Kings days. Yeah, well, I mean, he, I think too much time in Sacramento probably takes cells from everybody. That's true. Uh, what was your favorite Chris Weber retort throughout this this Western Conference Finals? Oh, I, I, I think it was definitely the one that I. That we we were group texting about uh, the law of averages says, <laughs> oh yeah, every Curry shot's gonna go in. We're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> law of averages says every time Curry touches the ball, it's gonna go in. He it, that was like he would be awfully good if that was his law of averages. It was one somewhat excusable use of law of averages followed by a very inexcusable <laughs> use of the law of averages. It was like. It was like law of averages says that they're gonna get some of these rebounds, and then law of averages says every every time Steph Curry puts up a shot, it's going in. Uh, and that, I mean, it's just if you really listen and just close your eyes and just did a transcript of Chris Webber saying things, it would be off the chain. The, my favorite was the uh, every, after every PJ Tucker like gritty rebound, it was smallest guy in the court. <laughs> Meanwhile, six foot Chris Paul is who he throws the outlet pass to, and he and six foot Chris Paul is defended by six three Steph Curry. It was yeah, I, like you get programs, and if nothing else, anyone should be able to identify who the smallest, the actual smallest basketball player on the court is. He's like the well, so I think he's I think he was kind of searching for like his you know like go to thing. He was he was shooting for like the. You know, hand down, man down. Mama, can I have this dance or whatever? And I think his is uh, law of averages says. Yeah. Just said, Stupid. Oh boy, um, we're done with Chris Webber, but now we get Mike Breen and Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy, who I'm I'm getting tired of because I feel like they they've uh, they've just been in my life too much. I uh, it's just the, the, those three guys talking about the Cavs and the Warriors for for a certain yeah. amount of games in the summer. It's just it's a rite they, of passage. Probably just replay the. last year for real yeah it's it's uh it's like an institution at this point um before we talk about lebron which is the subject of today's of today's podcast we were going to talk about the brandon marshall signing um very big news in seattle right super super needle moving oh yeah everybody's 
old wide receivers really get the needle moving. Yeah, it. I cannot wait to see to see him just finish the season in week five when he gets cut. Um, but anyways, let, let's do let's do like fifteen seconds on the Brian Colangelo thing because it, it was maybe the most fascinating story I've ever read. I feel like this is like NBA Watergate. It, it yeah, it's it is one of the most interesting things I've. I mean, from a GM that like of any sporting um, franchise, just I just the. I don't even get like what motive he would have behind to like talk about his own players, and some of them makes it when he's talking about like Sam Hinkie and defending himself. I mean, that's like you know KD's done that, made a burner account and talked about himself and stuff. But some of it, it's just so weird. It's like the it's like beyond just like trying to be petty. It's just I can't even find a motive <laughs> for want to do some of the stuff that he did. Yeah, I mean it's 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 incredibly childish it's it's something that like a flailing bad restaurant manager would do of like f- make a bunch of like fake yelp accounts and and talk about how good the the team is or the the restaurant is i uh, yeah it's i mean it is it's still cut i mean there was a lot of evidence obviously but still it's all i mean a lot of it is circumstantial Quin, Quinn, we live in a world where we we take everything as fact come on you know better than that so it'll be because they're doing. I, I assume they'll do an internal investigation and stuff on it. But I mean, he's already on hot water with the with that fan base. Never really liked him because they all love Tinky. Yeah, he he's uh, done. The, he, it, yeah. Once once Embiid became enraged and became became a yeah. part of this, that was game uh, over. Yeah. Once big you know stars don't like you as a GM and other stars, I saw like it tweeting about it and stuff like that. So like people aren't going to go to your team or they're going to leave your team because of your GM, then he's not going to be your GM anymore. Yeah, especially, I mean, you got you got the potential for, for I mean, the, the Kawhi trade would be something that he could pull off, but the idea of Paul George now coming there and being like, yeah, I'll sign on for that. Uh, yeah. It just was torpedoed immediately. Yeah, there's, yeah. I mean, you did, I, the funny thing is that if, I saw some people saying that it was, it's got to be Hinky, who's like the Instagram <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> That would be that would be hilarious. I just want to see him like if if they rehired him as triumphant return coming into the it'd be like Meek Mill coming back. Yeah, uh, Sam Hinkie has absolutely no like Sam Hinkie is known for much longer than the rest of the population that Brian Colangelo is an idiot. Um, yeah. So he doesn't really need to to do this type of thing. Uh, but my God, that would be amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's interesting why the guy picked the ringer to send it to. Right, right. Not like outside the line. Well, I think outside yeah, the lines would have been like, nah, we're great. we're above this. Yeah, the ringer's gotten bigger and stuff because of Bill Simmons and like us, like people in our group listen yeah. to it or age cohort. But there's a lot bigger, you know, news outlets that you can try to send this to. So. Yeah, I think the ringer just kind of has like a like a market share on NBA Twitter stuff, uh-huh. and this is yeah. literally NBA Twitter. You're like a big social media you know, lover NBA Twitter guy, then they're probably your, your go-to news source. Yeah, exactly. But as you said, Bill Simmons is, is just, he's applying for Pulitzers left and right for, <laughs> for his I saw team. him, I, he had some tweet where he said like, you know, like tongue in cheek, that's some new, like a news media outlet. So, so I think ESPN must've sent out like their first article or something they read. Cause the one I read said the ringer, but their first one must've said like a news media outlet instead of saying the ringer, obviously. Oh. <laughs> Because uh, they're 
don't want to give Bill Simmons any sort of publication. Yeah, it's 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 wild. Um, more to come on that, but but I was talking about a uh, guy at work today about just the the like life cycle of a Sixers fan from that Fultz trade where you think like you're winning a title this year to Fultz sucks to the Sixers are winning 16 straight at the end of the season to almost getting swept by Boston to this like what a nuts yeah. season. I know. I well, and then you and then you add in like just the whole philadelphia this whole year villanova and eagles it's been quite the it's yeah. been quite the year for philly sports fans i was just at a philadelphia soul arena football game uh over the weekend and uh i can confirm yeah it's 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 bonkers over there um long story on that one that's an entirely different podcast but yeah colangelo's an idiot he's I, i'm guessing his head is rolling very shortly um yeah. or someone's oh. is um, some some fall guy that would that would be the only thing that that they could do to salvage this is say this is uh, this is Colangelo's nephew actually who's uh, yeah. who's in ticket sales and he needs to go now. Weren't some of the people that like some of the people that he were following were they like his kid they're like his kids college basketball teammates. <laughs> yeah, it's so incriminating. It's it's like his yeah. his son and then all of his sons like University of Chicago teammates. Yeah, I mean the one that it's yeah and the, I think the thing from that was like it is all circumstantial, but the thing that did look really incriminating for him was i mean not just a weird following who he followed and who he liked and stuff but when they the ringer guy told him about the three accounts or something like that then all five simultaneously stopped even the two that they didn't say anything about right right it's it's bad um yeah yeah this this is something like if if i were an nba gm first of all like all of you guys would have jobs so we would just be able to talk about it uh we'd go like six and 76 we'd be fucking horrible but the uh (laughs) I like all this stuff that I would want to put out on social media on burner accounts. I would just like be in group text with other people about. Like I, I just don't yeah. think Brian Colangelo has friends that he can vent to. Yeah, it, well, and some of them it's like Eric one two three four five, and he has like ten followers, and the tweet has like one like. It's like what are you really defending yourself against? <laughs> like you're defending against a twelve year old. Like you really have to go on and say it's not even some big account that all these people are seeing or like going viral tweets about defending Colangelo. It's really talking like. It's like me or you like went on to a random thing about you know like LeBron and said like he's good to some twelve year old who said he's bad. Like, right. I'd be like, what what is he what is he getting out of that? Yeah, he's tweeting it like at drunk Sixers, uh, yeah. like def- defend yeah. defending like the 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 Robert Covington like extension. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. All the, all the tweets had like one re- retweet and like two likes. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> it's doing? it's super bizarre and a man that that uh that needs help. So. Um, yeah, nepotism got got Colangelo that job, and and um, hopefully is the the reason he he's out of it in in a very short yep. time. Uh, anyways, the to actual basketball, um, you and I are in lockstep about uh, LeBron LeBron appreciation. I've I've feigned being a Celtics fan. I've been a, just a, a mole on the inside for the last couple of weeks. Secretly been rooting for Boston the whole time, or for for LeBron the whole time. Um, uh-huh. Just putting that out there, but. We've uh, you've been like a lifer on LeBron because I, I I at one point was down on him, but I think I think you are like you you ride all the way. Yes, I I very much ride all the way. Well, it was I mean he was when he got dra- he was drafted in two thousand well, like three I think was his first year. Yep. So you got to always think about like how old like we are like that's like peak when you're like a sports fan. Right. Um, you- you, you know, have you have a, no social a, life to consume yeah. any of your time. 
Exactly. Was, yeah, you're like 11, 12, you know, that age group is when you, like, really are just super into sports. You're, like, crying when your team loses and shit. So, he's, first of all, that's, like, he's, like, peak, you know, my fanhood. Um, and then being just the whole high school, I, was, I watched him in high school. I remember, like, watching his high school game because they put his high school games on ESPN and have, like, Jay Billis and Dickie V do them and stuff like that. It just always, yeah, it was just so cool watching, like, watching just the best basketball players like a high schooler and just dominate and be the, the talk of ESPN at that age. Right. That's and, when I really like him. And that was back in the day where, I mean, now, now, like I, I remember a few weeks ago, I just turned on ESPN and like Zion Williamson was playing in some like quarterfinal EYBL uh, game. Yeah. And you know, you like high school basketball is like very easily consumable. But back then, like if there was someone, they were just a myth. Like you never, you never actually saw them play until they got to Duke or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Until they LeBron. Moved, they had to move all his games to Akron because it couldn't fit enough people in the gym, and he was a he was a mystical character. It, yeah, and and so being being the most one of the most famous athletes in America at age sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen, uh, I remember I remember when he got like the Hummer. Do you remember that? Like the Hummer just showed yeah. up at the school parking lot. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, that was like that's when he already or he was supposed to get in trouble. He got mm-hmm. trouble with that for some reason was suspended for some amount of games because of that. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. But I I just remember like he was like you said he was just a myth like you didn't really know anything about him. But I remember the the pink lemonade LeBron Lightning bubble gum. Do you, do you remember <laughs> it was the bubblelicious? No, no. Yeah, it was it was one of those. It was good for like six six chumps before the flavor was gone. Uh, <laughs> but like that that was just I don't know. It was that was him and like Carmelo at the same time. Like it was just like a really really fervent time for him to explode and the league kind of sucked at that point like it was like yeah it was just kind of this cratering um like in between jordan to kobe kind of thing but i just remember like the first time i really appreciated his play like truly and and like as a uh like a basketball like not just like a uh oh my god that guy's amazing but like a basketball fan was uh-huh. the was the O seven playoffs or like the 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 Piston series? That was that was just yeah. unbelievable. Well, the first so like the first time, or I guess the reason I always have loved LeBron, I think, and he started out this way in his career. There's kind of I think there's like four kind of like stages of LeBron's career, and the first one that kind of ends with that Pistons series is you know just like him coming into the league everyone's everyone kind of everyone liked him at that point he's kind of just you know this mythical character that came from high school to the nba with dunking on everyone mm-hmm. averaging you know having one of the best rookie seasons people i'd ever had everyone watched it i remember the first game he played against the kings yeah you know, the big the huge tv deal um there you know there hadn't been a guy like that before and the way he played the game differently than some of the guys that had that were playing in the league at that time in like the early 2000s like AI and Kobe mm-hmm. he was like he was more of like a pass first superstar and that's what actually ever and that's where a lot of people got on him for it is cuz you know he was always he wasn't the guy that was just going to try to get 40 every single time he played but that he was could. Really, really a different superstar 
than people really loved at that time in the NBA. Yeah, that that first phase is kind of the ascendancy, and then it's like the last. After that, it's like okay, now now I'm. I mean, you get swept by San Antonio shortly after beating Detroit there, but those last two years in Cleveland is like okay, now I have arrived, mm-hmm. and now I expect a certain level of play around me, and mm-hmm. I think that that is what ultimately led to him leaving Cleveland. Is he just couldn't. He couldn't throw himself into all of this, no, knowing that he has he has the potential to like be the best ever. You can't submit mm-hmm. yourself to just throw like <laughs> running with Booby Gibson. Like it's just yeah. you're better than that. Yeah, yeah. I think kind of the the. I mean, back to that point about him, you know, being a pass first guy. There's always one thing I think about that they were. I forget where I saw this, but it was some. Oh, I think yeah, it was just about that 2007 Pistons series. But there's a game. I don't know if it's. I think it's earlier in the in the series before he has that big forty-eight or whatever point game. Yeah. But he, when he, it's the last possession of the game. I think they're down by two, and he like drives the lane and could like kind of shoot a layup over two guys. Instead, he, he kicks it out to Daniel Marshall for a three. <laughs> yeah. Like, wide wide open Daniel Marshall for a three, and people you know were just all over him about that. Like, why well, you know he's never going to be fucking. Kobe or Jordan, he, he doesn't, he doesn't want to take the last shot. He's a mental midget and stuff. But that, I mean, as a, as a basketball guy who's, you know, who's played with a lot of different type of basketball players, you just, the guy that always makes the correct basketball play, no matter how many times people are telling him that he's soft because he doesn't, he doesn't shoot enough and that he doesn't have, he doesn't have the killer instinct of of the other greats. And but he just every time he gets into the lane. If there's multiple, if there's an open guy, he passes it to him, mm-hmm. and that like a as someone who appreciates basketball is something you just like have to appreciate so much because there's no every other star at that time or most of them besides like Tim Duncan, I guess, if they were you know they're just taught to kill from a young age, you know, like go get forty, go get fifty, and to make that play at the at the end of a game and trust one of your teammates because it's a correct basketball play no matter what time of the game it is, it's always a correct basketball play to pass to an open guy for a better shot yeah he yeah. he had just like the that jason kidness in in him always of just just like he, he the game the game was just easier and and like his ability to find teammates was always pronounced uh despite being able to go and get 60 if he really wanted to yeah and he's always and he always kind of said that he's always you know he's always said like you know like he gets more joy out of setting up teammates and he does out of out of scoring a lot of guys say that but he, he plays that way yeah yeah um all right so he 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 leaves cleveland the decision happens i think we are like juniors in high yeah we're juniors in high school at this point i remember like you know no one likes to like going back through your old facebook status is just like a fucking nightmare but i do remember one that i would proudly proudly say of just how horrible it was after the decision, I can literally picture myself putting it up and saying, "Well, there goes LeBron's shot at a legacy." Because yeah. because I was like, uh, "No, no ways!" Like, however, this is gonna work. Like, he'll get it. He'll get. He'll get his titles in Miami, uh, and then that's gonna be it. And then the dust will settle, and it's like, "Oh, you, you know, cop out central." Um, uh, he's got a legacy. Like that 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 didn't matter at all. Uh-huh. Well, I think that yeah. So the, the second kind of stage of his career is that post you know he's the wonder boy of the league he takes him to the finals no one expects him to win so it doesn't really matter 
And then he's kind of supposed to be, you know, then everyone wants him to be um, the next the next Kobe, the next Jordan that's winning finals all the time. So he's, I mean, I, I think he's he's the best player in the game at this point. He's averaging 30, 10, and 10, and they're winning 60-plus games um, from 2007 to 2010, 11, whatever that was. And But they fall short in the playoffs every year. Um, and they're, you know, they're playing a pretty good Boston team. But mm-hmm. they, but, you know, they were just, it was the players, the players around him just were not, I mean, this goes back to the whole Dan, Dan Gilbert thing. I mean, the, just the, the players around him were just not up to par from the other teams that were competing for the finals. Yeah. His was, and I think he would, I'm sure he would go back and do it differently. I think he's said that before the way the, the decision, but it's hard to, I still understand kind of why he left just cause it just beating your head against the wall and trying to get there with there's Anderson Vergeau and, and Larry Hughes and Booby Gibson. Yeah, it was, it was like, uh, there was, there was kind of this one opportunity, um, for, for LeBron to get a sidekick. And it was the, it was after his rookie year, 2004 draft, he was too good pretty immediately to make that team anything other than just like a like a at least like a 45 win team and mm-hmm. so in in the 2004 draft they get the 10th pick and they pick luke jackson who who used to like torment our dreams back in the the oregon days um and i was just thinking like who could they have picked at that that would have that would have provided him with some some reason to eventually not have to leave cleveland uh the next the next two guys after Luke Jackson, Andres Biedrins and Robbie Swift, uh, Mr. AK-47 out of the bed, uh, Robbie Swift, and then Sebastian Telfair. So, the, I mean, it was just a missed opportunity. Like, Iguodala went one pick before before Luke Jackson did. That was yeah. and And that was – and then Luke Jackson, I think, like, blew out his back or something like that. That was that was it. Like, he never had a, a running mate in in Cleveland that, that came out – came about organically. Yeah. And it's – yeah. And – it's hard. You can win in the in the regular season like that, um, but I mean, as history's shown, there's no one that's just led championships by himself. It's just, I mean, if you're playing other teams are too good when you get in the playoffs and they play seven games, and when you're playing against a team that have other guys that can score and other and other good guys, it's just it's really hard to win championships. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like he, like it was just. He he was the best player on the court, and that was that was why Cleveland won over and over, and and was a, like a sixty win team. It's just because that that bore itself out over most of the league, but then um, you know just ran into teams like Boston, Orlando, that were just actual teams, and mm. and that's 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 all it took. Um, but for me, the really crystallizing. So he goes to Miami, and I think a lot of what people still hang on him is that Mavs series like that that Mavs series is the one part of LeBron's career that like you that plus the the decision and then the not one not two not three press conference like that Uh is what people hang their hat on I think when that when they close their mind and say I hate LeBron that's what they're thinking like I think that that that's the one just black mark on his career that that even even his most staunch defenders can't really can't really defend yeah. Oh, yeah. I think mean, that's uh, 
I think that's the last part of kind of that that second stage of his career is that is that Mav series because he actually he had played pretty well. I think they beat the they beat the Bulls before that. Yes, something like that. Played yeah. really well in the conference because that was the conference. Rose MVP season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I he. I mean, he was had like a couple thirty point games and he had to play really really well, but then was just was just terrible in the finals against probably the worst team he's played in the finals. Oh yeah, that that Mavs team was was yeah was like the most ragtag of teams ever. Uh-huh. Like, like everyone it was on the back half of their career. Um, older Jason Kidd, older Jason Terry, Ulcer, older Karan Butler, <laughs> Ulcer, older Karan Butler, Ulcer, actually. But he had Ulcer. I think Dirk had already had Ulcer going <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. They beat they beat the MVP Chicago Bull or Derrick Rose Chicago Bulls in five, um, and had beats had beat the Celtics before that, and then also beats. Let me see here. Uh, beat the Sixers, like the the Iguodala, Spencer Hawes Sixers in the first round. So yeah, I mean, had cruised through the playoffs, had never gone more than six games or five games, and then a Sixers. Yeah, and then and then get get to yeah the 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 uh, the origin the origin of the trust the process. Sixers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then yeah, so then gets gets to that, and I think I think they were up two one in that series. Mm-hmm. And Wade was like playing pretty pretty well. Oh yeah, Wade 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 was phenomenal in that series. Um yeah, they were up two one and then lost the next three games. Um and in in just like what are you doing fashion? And that was it. I mean that that that, that is enough for people who, you know, don't like LeBron uh, and will never like LeBron to hang their hat on. Um but I think that, that, was, that, that was after the uh, yeah, for the at whatever we were junior in high school, LeBron lover at the you know debating with people at the, at the lunch tables the whole year that he's better than Kobe, and then and during that it was it was a tough time in, in my life. Yeah, you you made it through though. I mean, you were you were still yeah. a little weak and damaged when I when I got to you freshman year of yep. uh, of college, but we we made it out. <laughs> no comment. Uh, we uh yeah. So so after that that series, he kind of seems like he 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 got out of the whole like i'm the villain act uh-huh. like he didn't have yeah, to force right. that anymore uh-huh. and then and then it was back to back beat okc um and then beat the spurs in the wackiest series ever but that 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 beating of okc is kind of what awoke this lebron fandom in me just because at that point in my life, and and now that Nick Collison's retired, I I feel like I can I can treat OKC as a normal basketball team. Um, yeah. But at that point in my life, like the idea of OKC winning a championship was just backbreaking. Like like it would be like a like a the death of a family member, and LeBron became our best shot to make sure that didn't happen, and that's exactly what he did. Uh huh. Yeah, well, then I think this starts kind of that third stage of, of his career is this this championship. And, I mean, I think it really starts that, obviously, with that Boston series. Right. Um, event with, with, you know, specifically game six, with, you know, he had been called, it had just been ridiculed after that Mavs series. You know, he's the most 
made fun of basketball player to ever play. Uh, you know, he's never, everyone's doing the, how many, you know, I had the same amount of rings as, as LeBron. He's never going to win a ring. Right. Legit. And it's game six and they're down three, two. Everyone's already, you know, they're, they're claiming they've lost. They're ready to get on him again. They think, you know, the Miami thing's a failed project. Spolster's going to get fired. They're going to split it up. Um, they lose, you know, they lose to a terrible, not terrible, but they lose to a, a subpar championship Mavs team, and then they're going to lose the next year, and the whole thing's going to be done. Probably the most, I mean, maybe the most pressure that a person has, you got to think up there in sports you know, history of a person, how much pressure they've had on them, and then to come out and, and then he, like, to go 40, what, 45, 15, and 5. Yeah. With, and he does this weird thing where he, like, doesn't, he does, like, doesn't show a single emotion, like, the entire game. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just, like, I mean, I think it was, it was definitely one of the best, like, sports things I've ever watched in my entire life. Yeah. It's just a, a crowning, I mean, achievement of this guy. It was, uh, yeah, that was, I mean, that's that's lose or go home, given everything that you just said in Boston, similar to what we just saw a few days ago. Um, yeah. But a- after all of that, to go 45, 15, and 5, and just yeah. shut the place down um, was exactly what needed to happen. Like, in in that moment, it couldn't have just been a scrape by, like, hope you know, Dwayne Wade, Bosch, get us out of this. It no. was, you had to take control. He did it. Uh, in a place that that is very hard to play in, in a hostile environment, and then shut shit down. Against... Good, really good Boston team as well that accomplished as much as you know any team in in a long, long time. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't the deepest of of Boston teams. Um, that was like on the the end of the uh, the three amigos situation yep. there, where they're throwing you know Brandon Bass out there and and. Uh, you know, just 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 not not the the peak Boston years. However, still Game Six on the road uh, in TD Garden and got it down done. And then that that was kind of the yeah. right. Isn't this start of the Hunger Games? Yeah. <laughs> read, read Hunger Games during the playoffs and not not look at social media. Yeah, that was zero, zero dark LeBron or whatever. Yeah, that was the first Hunger Games year. Yeah, thank Kat Everdeen for the LeBron James. Katniss, uh, and that yeah, so be, beats Boston, beats beats an OKC team that just wasn't ready quite yet. Um, plays well in that series, and then is, is vindicated for that. Mm-hmm. Has, and you could just, I think it's just after that first championship, you just it's that's why I say it's kind of the beginning of that hit that third stage in his career. It's just like there's just a weight lifted off his shoulders, and he's ne- I don't, never again in his career does he ever shrink in a big moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in that, even when they, you know, they lose, he loses finals, um, you know, to the Warriors, to the Spurs. He's all he's always just played amazing and at crucial times. There's, it was, it's just it was pretty amazing that with I mean everything this whole narrative about his entire career was that he would shrink in big moments and and couldn't do it when it was on the line. And I, I really think it's that Game 6 Boston that just, I mean, the, to have his entire career change from that, his career arc totally changed from that single moment. 
Yeah, that was that was a big one. Uh, we we uh, the next part of this, we're, we're you know we'd go over best LeBron games ever, but that's basically happening now. Even even before that Boston series, uh, it's the East semis against like the the you know surging you know pre. Uh, no, that was like that was like the the first of their two really good years. The the Pacers teams with uh, you know Hill, uh, Stevenson, George, West, and Hibbert. Um, there were just, you know that was a that was a good ass team, and he's down two one in Indiana game four, and just goes forty eighteen and nine, and again just shuts shuts it down, and then ends up winning in six. So they win the next three games or two games after that. It was that was that was that entire playoffs was just full of those moments, even leading up to the OKC series of, um, of of just just given everything that happened the year before showing up and 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 shutting it down uh i mean it could have been i'm, I'm sure you could find some examples of other of careers of other guys in basketball or in other sports that have you know have when they failed so miserably at just the precipice of their of their sport and literally have the entire world making fun of them that have you know that would not have come, have come back and has had the career that he has had post that yeah, um, I mean, who would you even like? I I don't know anyone who's been made that much fun of since, or other than like Pete Carroll, <laughs> like yeah. since then. Uh huh. No, it's it's amazing. Um. Yeah. So so beats OKC that season, comes back the next season, and and really, I mean, Ray Allen did a lot for for his. Uh-huh. I mean that that was okay. So so game six of of that series. That's that's my birthday. It's like my twentieth birthday, junior year. I remember that, uh, mm-hmm. or sophomore year. But yeah, that series, um, the San Antonio is about to. I mean, obviously the the Miami Heat fans leave the building, down three two in that series, thinking the game's over. LeBron's headband falls off, and he just goes absolutely berserk for like eight minutes getting them yep. all the way back. Uh, and then, and then Ray Allen hits the shot. Uh-huh. I think he hit the possession before he like, he misses a three, they get a rebound, kick it back to him. Then he hits a three and then they foul Ginobili and he misses. Well, they, they foul Kawhi, I think is someone, someone. Yeah. Someone, I think Ginobili had missed the possession before the Spurs missed like two straight times at the, at the line. I think they went one for two. Uh-huh. And yep. And then the next possession that, they take Tim Duncan out. Chris Bosh gets the rebound. Hits Ray Allen. Game. game. Yeah, that was that was. <laughs> yeah, it's the little. And then he has an. And then he has an epic game seven. Yeah, yeah. Post. Yeah, right. Because because that that was. I mean, they still had to have a a game seven. That was that was the last of the two three two. Yeah, um, yeah. Format. Um. So who who knows what happens if they have to go to San Antonio after that? Um. Gets gets that series done, wins out. That's two championships, which creates that even kind of more comfort bubble. Um, and then I think at that point gave him full license to do whatever he wanted to after the following season. Because uh, getting two out of four in Miami, uh, I think would have given him enough license to leave again. Um, yeah. So so yeah, I mean in that was Spurs series. I mean it was. You could see that Wade and Bosch were starting to get a little old. I mean, Wade was his knees were like really busted up, and he was not the same. It was. I mean, if you go, people. I've heard a lot of this 
you know, talking about the greatest of, you know, LeBron's best finals performances. And he played really well in that second Spurs one. It was basically him trying to take on Kawhi. He was probably the best defender in the league at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he was playing really, really well. And he might be a cramp away from winning game one. Um, that, that was like the, but, the really aggressive cramp. Wasn't that the air conditioning broke in San Antonio? <laughs> That? Yeah, yeah, it was the uh, the United or the uh, whatever arena that is. Yeah, they uh, the, the the air conditioning goes off. He he cramps up. They lose by four, um, lose game one, wins game two, and then San Antonio just laid the wood. Um, yeah. Oh, San Antonio no. like everything in that series too. That's what that's what didn't Danny Green set like an NBA record for threes and Patty Mills was hitting and it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, that was that team was that Spurs team was really really good. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that was that was the the team that was just like a, a just tilt whirl of offense. Just like it felt like they were passing nineteen times of possession for an open yeah. three every time. Yeah, it was just Tony Parker get in the lane and then spin pass someone kick kick three. It was it was they were impressed. That was an impressive basketball team to watch. Uh, yeah, for sure. And so at that point, that was kind of the realization of okay, this team isn't going to get it done. But also, San Antonio is not like this on the rise threat. So I can kind uh, of I can kind of reset. At the time, yeah. no one really knows that the Warriors are also on the rise. That was that was a, a kind of latent thing that, that it felt like the NBA was for the taking just because San Antonio was probably done um, and he was leaving Miami. But the Warriors as a sleeping giant wasn't wasn't clear to anyone really because the, the Warriors that season had just lost to the Clippers um it after after the clipper and the whole um donald sterling season and all that so the the, war, the warriors are are out after seven games there and so that's kind of this this thing that wasn't really considered lebron goes to cleveland in kind of this like kind of now he's now he is avenging the 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 wrongs of 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 yesteryear even though from a basketball perspective leaving cleveland made total sense um the first time it's just the 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 tact with which he did it was absolutely yeah, yeah. horrible and i think well and just the fact that he went back to cleveland i think you know a lot of people either they couldn't say anything bad about that if he had gone i think if he had left miami and gotten somewhere else you know he'd just kind of be seen as a free agent that's going wherever but the fact that you know he did the whole i'm coming home thing and came back to cleveland even though they were burning his jerseys, and Dan Gilbert said he'd win a championship before the self-proclaimed king, to, king does, uh, I think that's that won a lot of people over versus if he had you know, gone to the Lakers or something like that. Yeah, um, goes there. My favorite like butterfly effect thing in NBA history was if if the uh, the Warriors the season before or that offseason had traded for. Um, traded for Kevin Love, which the the deal was was Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, and maybe even Harrison Barnes for Love, and uh-huh. they Jerry West Jerry West says, "Are you fucking kidding me? We're not doing that." Um, if he if he doesn't do that, I don't. I mean, who even knows? But but so LeBron, that's first season, uh, gets all the way through, and so now, well, the other go back to, uh, going back to that last thing on that is. That- the whole thing was, or people were kind of pissed about this, especially after Love didn't play well the first season, but thought they got rid of Wiggins, and that is that is now turned out to be pretty. <laughs> that was a masterstroke. Out of the 
free throw line. Yeah, that's that's one thing that, that people bag on LeBron as like a bad GM or whatever, but he definitely yeah. spotted uh spotted a a um I don't know, empty calories player like like nobody's business when he's looking at Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> yeah. He he was like he was like that guy is just gonna drive me bonkers taking fifteen foot pull ups, turnaround pull ups, um over and over and I'm gonna strangle him. He can he can dunk on anybody who won't get in the lane. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's gonna average three and a half rebounds a game for his career somehow. Um yeah, so so he, he ditches Wiggins to go get love. That opens up him, it's like you know, super team, they're gonna be so good. They're not that good, um, but they get to the finals that year. They beat a a bad Celtics team. They beat the Bulls. Rose is on his way down. Jimmy Butler's on his way up. Neither player is like all the way down or all the way up. They sweep. Yep. They sweep that sixty win <laughs> fraudulent ass Hawks team, um, <laughs> and then uh, Kelly Olynyk like pulls Kevin Love's shoulder out of his socket in the first yep. first round. And then Kyrie goes down in the first game of, of the finals against Golden State, and he's left with just husks of basketball players. Um, yeah. That, that, was, that was an incredibly, like, awful series, but still impressive that, I mean, he was doing it. The, in minutes behind LeBron, it was Tristan Thompson, Amon Shumpert, J.R. Smith, Deli, and Mozgov. Yeah. In that order. I think Deli was like their second best player in that series yeah that deli that was back like peak skip bayless of like deli's gonna hurt someone like you know <laughs> it, you know you can't play with that much grit like you're gonna you're gonna destroy someone's knee or something like that like it was yep. just bad uh um, yeah yeah that, J- that james jones that. james jones played 18 minutes a game in that series <laughs> this is the first you see that stat that this is the first nba finals lebron has or uh <laughs> It's, it's like the first of his eight that I think James Jones hasn't played in or something like that. James Jones is Kendrick Perkins. They're, they're the same person. He's... Oh, no, Perk's, Perk's still in there for a ring, though. Yeah, he's just ha- he always has this, like, shaman, old, like, Merlin figure to guide him through through these playoffs. And it, it was James Jones, but now it's Perk. Um, so, yeah, he wins two games in that 2015 series. Yeah, to take that, to take that Warriors team to six with... He averaged 36, 13, and 9 in that series. Good God. And took to take that really, really good Warriors team that's on the brink of the next year winning 73 games mm-hmm. to take them to six with, you know, with Deli and Mozgov as your, as your, you know, second best players. Again, a guy who, you know, what whatever years before was seen as the choke artist who can never do anything in the finals. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a testament. And I think when we talk about like, you know, which, which teams did he have to carry the most that, that one has, has a pretty good candle. Um, oh. Given that Kyrie, even, even up to that point, wasn't really Kyrie. Yeah. Uh, he hits, he hits his stride the next season. Um, yeah. And he goes, he just like, I remember that he was basically, he would just, he would get the ball and have to run like the entire shot clock down. Cause they'd have to minimize, you know, plays, as little possessions as possible since the other team was so much better. So he'd basically just back, he would just sit with his back to the basket at the three point line, dribble for like 25 seconds and then have to 
have to create and either either shoot. I think it was like the most he had shot in the in his career in like a series, just because there was nobody else that could even shoot, or he'd have to get the land, throw it up to to Mozgov, or have to, he didn't have very good three point shooters. I mean, yeah. Jr. could when Jr. is when he's on, I guess can hit, but Delhi has that t- terrible shot. And <laughs> Delhi has that Delhi has that terrible shot that Draymond Green has adopted. Um, <laughs> Draymond, Draymond saw that and he's like, hmm, that's, that's I saw some that's I saw some tweet yesterday that said Draymond Green shoots like he has a backpack on. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it's like yeah, it's it's like he's he he's walking forward. through a basketball camp with a backpack yeah. and someone gives him a ball and he has to shoot. Yeah. He leans forward and he kinda of crutches his neck and he puts his hands up like he's back weighs a ton. Yeah. Uh uh so that's twenty fifteen. Um yep. just gets rolled, has the excuse of of no love, no Kyrie. Next season, 2016, um, that excuse is gone, but the Warriors are much better. Now the 73-win team instead of just a, a you know fringe 60-win team. Yep. And that's the greatest series in basketball history. <laughs> that's, that's it. it was, yeah, for me, that's for sure. That's, that's absolutely it. Down 3-1, obviously. It, yeah. Well, you, the – I mean, the game – the just – I think for him, him – in Kyrie, those last five, six, seven were like the greatest, probably three basketball games that uh, Tandem has played, and definitely in the NBA Finals. Yeah, Game Five, um, which I think is the no Draymond. No, Game Five is the game. Game Six is is Game no, Six game, is no Draymond. Yeah, I think he punched LeBron in the balls in Game Five. Yes, yes, and Game Game Five is is in Golden State because um, I can picture Kyrie Irving just putting clay thompson on the spin cycle on the baseline they both go for 41 um they win game five draymond gets suspended and then in game six lebron goes 41 8 and 11 beats golden state now you have a game seven and actually didn't have a great game seven but they went back to that david blatt strategy in that game seven it was it was like just pound the hell out of the rock uh limit possessions and obviously you know make it a close game at the end with Kyrie Irving, you know what happens yeah. there. And uh, it was almost like this. that was kind of the, that was one of the beginnings of the strategy that you see basically every, what Houston does and what all these teams do now is basically just screen to try to get the worst defender on. Cause that's what they would do against to get Steph. They would get Steph on to, and then he hits that final shot, Kyrie on Steph. And that's what they would do is just screen LeBron or Steph to get. And so that LeBron would have to guard Earth, so that Steph would have to guard one of the two of them and then they'd they'd go at him Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what what golden state does at the end of the game trying to get kevin love out on a on a mismatch on an island against against Uh, against steph and yeah i mean that (laughs) right um yeah kevin love turned into freaking dennis rodman in front of our eyes uh and we were happier for it uh yeah i mean that 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 series from him was validating for the not making an empty promise to Cleveland of getting getting that championship, beating a 73-win team. It's going to be the thing that if LeBron ends up titleless the rest of the season or rest of his career, people can still over and over say, where's where's Jordan's equivalent to that? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think, yeah. he's going to come up short. Like, Jordan's going to come up short in that category. I mean, six versus three is, is what it is. But... Um, I mean that yeah that was that was just nuts and then last year gets all the way back um, with Kyrie with Love, but the Durant factor which is is its own thing doesn't doesn't happen so 
I guess my question is you have you have these three Cleveland just absolute carry jobs of from LeBron to the get to the finals. 2007, uh, 2007. Yep. They that's that's the the Pistons game. He ends up scoring 29 out of the last 30 points to beat to yep. beat to close out Detroit. Um but before that had to beat the uh the Anton Jameson led Wizards. Who could forget that yep. team? Uh RJ Vince Kid Nets beat the Pistons, get swept by the Spurs, but a good Pistons team too. I mean, that was, they were at the tail end, but they were still damn good team. Yeah. yeah. Um, but behind, in terms of minutes in that finals after LeBron, it was Drew Gooden, Booby Gibson, Sasha Pavlicic, uh, Big Z and Anderson Vergeau. Um, <laughs> which is just unreal that that's the amount of talent that they could surround him with. Then there's 2015, which we just talked about. James Jones ends up playing a lot. Uh, and then there's this year where you beat the Pacers, um, decent scrappy team shouldn't have, shouldn't have gotten to seven, but it did. Destroy the Raptors. Saw what just happened against the Celtics, um, a, a a very well coached team, if not a very talented team. Mm-hmm. And then behind him is is Love Hill. Uh, Jeff Green's probably your fourth best player. For it's minutes wise, Jeff Green and then Kyle Korver and then Tristan Thompson. I don't think this is as much of a carry job as those other two. No, I don't. The, well, the only the only thing about those other, I mean, the 2007 that Pistons team is way better than any of the teams that he's played in those other two. Very true scenarios, but with the with. Uh, I mean, this year it's been different because, well, not counting 2007, but this year's been different just because it's been going to seven. Usually they've like swept these, you know, with their way through the through the Eastern Conference, right? Uh, and that's and that's got to, and he's played his best, so uh-huh. it's got to be. So that means he's he's really caring if he's still playing that well, and they're going to and they're going to seven. That those first couple games of the Pacers series, and I think he realizes how much he had to carry he had to carry the team because he kind of played the way that he like had normally played in the playoffs. And they were losing to that, and they were down. On, what did they get down 2-1 to that Pacers team? And then I think he kind of realized, like, holy shit, my team sucks. I forget what game it is, but I, I, it felt like that, and then I've heard some other people say it, of you could just kind of tell he was making passes and just seeing what was going to happen. Like, are you guys really worth my time? Uh-huh. And at some point he decided yes, and at some point the Cavs decided to... Uh-huh. to figure their their shit out in that series. But there there was a point of that of like I I didn't know if if he had made up his mind, but I think he was going through a decision of is this worth it right now to to go all the way through this? Because I think he knew if if he could if he if he put it in, he could beat Indiana and then go even farther, but he had to see something from from the other Joes. Yeah. The most I mean I think in I was just thinking about trying to think about like what the best, like when what's LeBron's what's LeBron's best, uh, you know, stage of his career, or what's the best you know stretch that he's had, and you know, it's, a lot of people are pointing to this stretch, which is just incredible because he's in his fifteenth year of the league after going to after going to eighth straight finals and playing the most minutes in the league for how many years? Um, it's pretty incredible that people think that. I mean, what do you think is the best stretch of his career? I think that the uh, the last MVP year in Miami, when he when he was just shooting like fifty eight percent from the field, um, yeah, yeah that, 20, 2012, 2013. 
that's the best he's gonna be as a basketball player as as just just a specimen i think that i would agree also because he was at that point he was like at his athletic peak so he was um he could he was a much better defender yes Uh, very true he also he also didn't have to carry as much offensively so now he has to like rest on defense so he could play more defense but he has that he had the stretch in in that 27 game win streak Mm -hmm. where he had the the only player in NBA history to do it to win when he scores 30 plus and has 30 plus 10 plus rebounds on 60% shooting. Yeah. For uh, six it, games in a row. And it ends, the game it ends on, he has 39 uh, against KD, who's the, you know, the people think is his challenge for the other best player in the league <laughs> um, on 58% shooting. He misses a shot at the end of the game to, to knock under 60. Uh, that was, I mean, he was, when he's, dunking on that dunk on jason terry and like that's <laughs> yeah uh I mean, when, when him and peter at their peak like on the break throwing each other alley-oops and stuff like that was that they were absolutely incredible and i think that was kind of the peak of his of um peak lebron yeah lebron lebron's transition game on both en- ends offense and defense used to be a much more regular part of of games uh, uh-huh. of of leading the break getting out in front of it and and the pin downs on defense, like that used to be something that he could regularly do and, and reveled in. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, you see the, the opposite with Jason, with, uh, with Terry Rozier of like, it's this, it, if he's going to do it, it has to be this calculated and it's got to be worth his time. There was, yeah. there was two Terry Rozier opportunities. One, he could have tried to pin him earlier in the uh, season series yeah. versus yeah. game seven. I know I can, I know, I know I can do this. And then I know it's yeah. going to be so good that I can just stand out of the basket for for a whole minute. Yeah, it's. I mean, but the speaking to how good he is, you know, now. I mean, first of all, but I mean, back then, I don't think any of us would have thought he would. He could have been this good in his in his fifteenth year. No, I mean, no one had ever done it before. Jordan was on the on the Wizards in his in his fourteenth year, so it, but. What he's done as his athleticism has waned a little bit. I mean, obviously he's he's still ridiculously athletic with some of the dunks he's had on on Nurkic and stuff this year. But just the way he's he's changed his game, and now he's now he's um, he's got the fadeaway jumpers he was hitting against Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a way better. You know, he's increased his three point percentage. Uh, it actually, I think it actually got better when he was in Miami, but you know, he couldn't shoot threes at the start. But the way he's just kind of changed his game to be able to to better fit his, you know, athleticism is is pretty remarkable. Yeah, he's changed his his like fuel efficiency essentially of just just being being able to to give it given the the constraints of his body uh-huh. to to still play and be able to put up the shots that he he knows he can get. Um, and, and just pick and choose of, of, you know, a guy like Harden could, could take 40 drives to the basket in the game. LeBron can give you 20 and he knows exactly when to give you 20. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he's kind of got that clock, like just, just the ability to manage that and not forget that that's, that's the end game over and over and over is, is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just, yeah it's, I mean, it, it, he's playing three games at once, the game he's playing the game, the game for the season, and then the game for his career. Um, yeah, so it's... and I think all the as great, you know, all the single game, you know, great stats that he's had, and what we talked about with what he's done in specific series. But 
what I think he'll always and what I think he should be known for is that you know the the efficiency that he plays with and the longevity that his career mm-hmm. will take because they I kind of goes back to what I was saying about him being a uh, not your just gunner that was kind of popular that was before we learned before we had the sabermetric but <laughs> terrible way to play when people played like that when they were trying to emulate jordan even though people just can't do it they we call those the uh, gilbert arenas days <laughs> yeah exactly those are the long those are the long shorts down to the, down to the soft <laughs> in games wearing like in big baggy like fubu suits hell yeah you'd, and then you'd shoot 38 percent from the field uh but yeah the way the, the way he adapted to the modern game to be able to be that efficient even though he could, you know, go out and score 45, and then to be able to do it for 15 years, and hopefully we get some more years out of him, that's what I think is the most incredible thing that he's done. Yeah, I mean, in 07, in 07 when he's just kind of playing on talent alone and hasn't had to adapt his game to the Spurs, like, they go under every screen and just ask him to shoot because I mean, uh-huh. they could stay home on everyone else. And that that the current LeBron, despite not being as athletic – as that as the 07 LeBron would have reveled in that and the, I mean mm-hmm. just it just it's yeah I mean the, the the evolution of the game um even like at the end of so it was game what five against Golden State last season and they're they're getting their ass kicked and all of a sudden he just decided for like seven straight possessions I'm gonna just like get like get a screen and then take a dribble and then spin to the basket and then get one and he did it over and over and it was just yeah. it was like a 15 point blitz and they still ended up losing the game uh like i just feel like he can he's at this point where he has this kind of arsenal and is now just picking and choosing what what he wants rather than just playing playing his entire hand all the time so uh, it, it's it's the one thing that could give you hope in a series like this of of he he has an idea of what it would take yeah, that's what I mean. He's just his basketball IQ is is so high that he's still able to you know take twenty something shots a game, but shoot over fifty percent from the field. Right, which um, a lot of guys they, when they want to got to get twenty plus shots or whatever, they're just taking whatever. But he knows you know where his best spots are and how when during the game he has to do it to still be able to to play forty eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not not forty six or forty seven. He 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 might have to play all of all forty eight minutes in, in at least four games this series against Golden State. Um so how much of a shot do they have? I mean it, it's it's not zero but I don't know I don't know if it's ten. are they the big, I I think I saw they were the biggest Vegas underdogs since like the eighties or something like that, eighty four. It's minus thirteen so. tomorrow night. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, they. I mean, what they need is uh, is the Red Lobster guy from Happy Gilmore to run over Durant. But besides that, they're they need a lot of characters from Happy Gilmore. They need the the crocodile. They need they need shooter. They need freaking Bob Barker. Barker. Yeah, they have uh, Bob Barker and C D Osman have a lot in common though. So yeah, Jetty is Jetty is definitely the next host of The Price Is Right after Drew Carey retires. They, I think, well, first of all, they have to, they can't shoot, like, the rest of his team can't shoot like they like they have. Because he's, I mean, 
LeBron's going to put up, he's going to put up like 35, nine to nine. That's just what he does at this point in his yeah. career. He's going to, again. and, but he's done it twice and it hasn't beat the, it beat the Warriors because, you know, he needed that Kyrie to be the other one putting up 40 as well to be able to, to beat them. Mm-hmm. So they have, first of all, they have to be able to make shots. Every JR has to, you know, get kind of when JR gets and he starts making like crazy threes that, that's what Jeremy Corver needs to hit all his threes, but he normally does. Love has to hopefully his head. He, he needs to know which basket to shoot at, or uh, or or listen to Shaq and just take some Advil. <laughs> takes, he That's needs, a fun uh, one. Some that Russell Wilson concussion uh, water. Yes, yes. Uh, Big fan of that. Uh, the main thing is even if they're making those the defensively, in, I mean, I don't even know who they're going to throw out there to try to guard. To, to guard. That was the thing about this Houston, the Rockets uh, Warriors series is you know, every single guy had to be able to guard one mm-hmm. through five. That's what I mean. That's a modern NBA. <laughs> yeah. They, just, they, they, need, they need to clone Jeff Green and have both of them on the floor at the same time to, yeah. to have a guy out there who can, who can switch on all their guys. Um, yeah, I think... I think straight up something funky is going to happen or have to happen. If, if, I mean, it's, it's going to be some, some like heroic, like Jordan Clarkson is absolutely infuriating to watch, but he might have, he's going to have to have a game where he, he just goes off um, mm-hmm. or so, something equally, equally unlikely. Yeah. Um, like if, if, if the Cavs play straight up, how many, how many Draymond Green nut punches would it take to win this series? <laughs> <laughs> two well, at least two I think that they have to you know it's almost like I think they're going to try to repeat what we were talking about earlier when they said make you know just have the game being as little as possessions as possible like yes. that's the 15th series right but even you know what so they're going to have to do that but I think LeBron is exactly he's going to tell Jordan Clarkson and all those guys that he's like you know I can't I could beat the Pacers by myself, so you guys don't have to take any, you know, don't take stupid shots, just give me the ball. But he's like, I, you know, these guys are too good, you guys are going to have to do something. So he's going to try to, I mean, I think he'll start early in games kind of feeding guys like he does sometimes and just, if they've got to be able to hit. And the team has, the rest of the team has to be playing with confidence because, I mean, the Warriors are just too good for one guy to beat by themselves. They're, they have too many guys that can score and they're yeah. too defensively. It's uh, it's it's something where I can just imagine, like, if if I'm playing this series, like, in in the, I mean, as Ty Ty should, in the hopes that I'm gonna win. If at any point in the third quarter, what happened against Houston the other night happens, and it's just the onslaught, and I just know it's not gonna happen, pack it in. Like, the the idea of of just extolling more on LeBron to to end up losing by nine instead of of twenty nine. Yeah, it's it's not worth it. It's 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 better to just, I mean, kind of do it. I think Houston did it in what game three. Uh, they end up losing by like forty one in that game, and it, it. I mean, the score was yeah. horrible, but it, it doesn't matter because because you're just you know it's it's not about that game. You you can that uh-huh. game is no longer salvageable. Yeah, I think that's also what we talked. To, I think I talked to you about it, but when Toronto game one, they had just played like the seven game series, and LeBron had played you know every minute and game winner scoring. 40 and he's he's about to pass out and he you know they're like literally eating orange slices on the bench <laughs> so they go to game one in toronto it's you know this is like 
And I was like, I bet they're just gonna th- they're gonna just throw this game. He's gonna come out and just pass a bunch, and if if they're close at the end, they'll start trying. And and literally, he I think he had like twenty points like midway through the third quarter, like with, which for LeBron is like not even trying. But Toronto just sucked so much. Right. <laughs> it, like every single shot, he's like, "Oh shit, we might be able to win this." And they literally, and then they started, and then he started taking all these shots at the end of the fourth quarter, and they ended up winning. But I think, yeah, I think exactly. You try to do something along the same lines. If you, you know, you don't show your hand of what you think that you're going to be able to do, um, what you think you're going to be able to beat them with. So you just kind of play them straight up. And if you, and if for some reason they're missing or whatever by the middle of the third quarter, maybe go for it. But uh, try to get some guys some confidence and play and see how they play you. Mm-hmm. And then, and then exactly if it's over by the fourth quarter, that's fine. Then don't LeBron doesn't play the fourth quarter. You and then you they've kind of hopefully tipped some of their hand about what they do and how they're going to guard LeBron. And then you come back and try to steal game two. Yeah, exactly. And then Golden State probably folds up shop anyways, and it's Kevin Looney running point, and it's you know the the worst. <laughs> Adam Silver's going nuts because no one's watching the finals at that point. But it's 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 just what needs to happen. Uh, um, totally agree. Let's so, I think we're in agreement. Slow down possessions because I think that they did that. They didn't do that last year, and it was like these early game, early parts of the game. Let's like LeBron has 15 through the first quarter, but he's he's just going coast to coast, uh-huh. and it's like this isn't gonna last. It's, I think the games were like there was a couple games in like the 120s or something like that. Right, and it just didn't make any sense given that they had just beaten Golden State or like the you know the the success they had had against Golden State the last yeah. two years came off of slowing the pace down. Uh, yeah, and the other team has the three best shooters in the NBA. It probably doesn't help. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you know, you just you have a you have a lot of stand like that rest doesn't come in between games. It comes in the first like ten seconds yeah. of the shot clock. Yeah, I mean the the Warriors are the perfect twenty eighteen basketball team, and you're not going to beat them playing like that. You got to no. make it. A- 1980s basketball game exactly exactly so yeah we'll see how they attack um i think the first i mean you'll you'll see like uh you know first possession steph hits a three or something like that and then the inbounds pass will come in and if if lebron just kind of catches it and walks up the court like i i think that that's going to tell you a lot about how the series is going to go um probably losing four still but yeah but, uh, yeah. yeah maybe i think they would get like i think it would be like a game or two but that's yeah not. it was more than if it goes Six or more, I'd be very, very, very surprised. If, yeah, if it if it gets to six in Cleveland, yeah, who knows? Like, yeah, uh, that's kind of what happened in twenty sixteen. It was like, oh, this is over. And then they won. Then all of a sudden they won. They're like winning game six. Good. And I was like, whoa, shit. Right, because if if it gets to six in Cleveland, you have yeah. you have this ability to control the narrative and put all the pressure on Golden State and Durant and and all that. Yeah. And 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 make make it a house money game in Game Seven, um, uh, and and Game Six. So so who knows? The, the whole series is is, <laughs> is house money for very true. Yeah, I mean that's what I that's what I'm saying about what LeBron should tell those guys about just playing with confidence. It's like no one thinks we're gonna win anyways. No one's gonna get mad at you for missing shots because they think we're gonna lose anyways. Mm-hmm. So just if I if I hit you and you have a chance to shoot, shoot it. Right, right, exactly. Um, so we'll see. I I'll, I'll, I mean. I think you had texted of just like I don't I don't really really want to watch. Um, I want to watch the first two games and then that'll inform a lot of of how this is going to go. But we'll see. Um, quickly, let's play the if the the big ass if game. If if Cleveland wins this series, uh huh. I I can't even imagine 
what the world is going to look like. Yeah. I think he immediately LeBron becomes president of the United States. <laughs> so it's just yeah. I mean, he goes it's, straight it's all, to Washington. Every time he wins a big series now and puts up forty, and it probably will be for the rest of his his career. It just goes to the to the Jordan thing. But there's always going to be that group of people that that hates LeBron. I mean, they've stuck if they stuck around this far since he's <laughs> become the best player in the league for the last ten years and donated whatever hundred million to charity and what yeah. if they now i mean there's they're gonna hate him they're gonna hate it's just like it's with the social media day and with people's it's, it sells to be just ridiculous on tv that there's gonna be people that that hate him yeah and and, the, and for those people six titles seven titles will never be enough it, so it's, it's, yeah it, it kind of has to become a quality versus quantity argument so right about now is when my computer started panting heavily and told me enough was enough. So Q and I had to cut the podcast short. Uh, we'll see what happens in the finals, but whether it's four or five or six or seven games of LeBron in this series, just don't forget to, to look for the greatness because it's not hard to miss. Peace.